I believe the best thing that God, you know, can do for you is to reveal his will for you because it doesn't matter where you are so yes. long as you are in his will. Yes. So long as you're in his will, yes. God can do anything in your yes. life. You know, those, those, there are times now you look at situations with the physical eyes. Yes. Whereas the Bible says we do not walk by faith, we do not walk by sight, mm -hmm. rather we walk by faith. Mm -hmm. So when I was looking at Nairobi being good and nice to my life, yes. it was by sight. Mm -hmm. But by faith, God wanted me to be here. So that is why the will of God, like you have said, becomes a very important subject in a Christian life. Because we say, I love Jesus as my personal Savior, as my Lord. So if he is your Lord, then you have to be under his will. Glory yes. be to God. And, um, you know, as, as human beings, as, as sometimes we pray. And as we are praying, you know this, when we are praying in the Lord's Prayer, that prayer that we say over and over again, which um, is actually just meant to be way we pray but you know the will of God is sometimes say let your will be done but it is just lip service have you realized how many times we say let the will let your will be done but in the real essence you already have a conceived idea you already have your predetermined result you already have your predetermined path and yet you just sweep or you know as you read as you pray you just say let your will genuinely genuinely desiring the will of god his will is the best thing that could ever happen to you i don't know why do you think we resist we resist this um just releasing ourselves and yielding ourselves to the will of god uh, just like uh, i have said uh, when we are limited to our own physical sight most of the time the will of god seems difficult the will of God most of the time seems to be the unpleasurable one. And even our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ, found himself in that situation yes. at Gethsemane when yes. he was praying. Mm -hmm. Yes, he could see and he knew the will of God was that he will go through the pain, the, the pain of crucifixion. crucifixion. But he was saying, if the cup can be removed, yes. but he said, not my will, but your will be done. So it has to get to that point where we surrender our will because our will always want comfort our will will always want the best in our eyes yes. because we are not able to see beyond mm. but when we submit ourselves to the will of god we realize that mm. god lives in eternity so he has seen years and years even ahead of what you can see amen yes in fact i personally like calling it a nevertheless moment nevertheless because yes. when jesus was praying this prayer in the garden of gethsemane and he's you know and after expressing his desire that the cup would be taken away he said nevertheless not my will but your will so i personally like referring it to to it uh, as yes. a nevertheless yes. moment wow because i believe there's nothing wrong in expressing your desire or you know just what you feel but god you know, it is not like putting God in a box and he has to come through, you know, through that path. So it's good when we are praying, when we are committing issues to God. Even as you can express your desire, it is good to always tell him, yes. nevertheless, yes. not my will, yes. but your will be done. Yes. Praise the Lord. Yes. 
And so just to kick off, I believe we have already, you know, dis started discussing on this topic. I'd like you, um, Solomon, to read for us a scripture in the book of Romans, chapter 12, from verse 1 to verse 3. Okay. If you have your Bible there, you are watching us, let's read together. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve that what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Praise the Lord. Amen. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So, you know, after reading that scripture, and the first thing we are told, here we see Paul writing to the Roman church, and so he's still urging them in view of God's mercy to offer their bodies, to yes. offer their bodies as a living sacrifice. So exactly what, what you, how do you understand this concept of offering your body, your physical body, as a living sacrifice to God? Yes. You know, uh, when you talk of a living sacrifice, it means, uh, for me, when you're dealing with something that is alive, it means there is, there is, a, there is pain when something is alive. Yes. It's not the same as hitting something that is not alive. When you are offering your bodies mm -hmm. as a living sacrifice, mm -hmm. you are giving uh, the whole self and uh, allowing God mm -hmm. to, to take over. Yes. Not as opposed to a dead. You know, you say, when you say a living sacrifice, the opposite is a dead sacrifice. Yes. And when it's already dead, mm -hmm. there's nothing that can be done on it. But when yeah. it, is a, it is alive, yeah. it means you have surrendered. And sometimes it can happen contrary to your will. But when it is a dead sacrifice, it means it's done. Its case is done. But for a living sacrifice, you are surrendering to the will of God. You are surrendering to another will that is higher than your will. Yes. Yes. And you know, the way we understand a sacrifice, a, a sacrifice under the Mosaic law would be an animal. Yes. And in this case, the animal would be, you know, there would be an altar, there would be an animal. Those are some, that, you know, that is what was involved around um, uh, sacrificing. There yes. would be an animal and there would be an altar. And so here we are being urged to, to commit ourselves to God as a living sacrifice. And you know, because of the Lamb of God, Jesus himself, the Lamb of God, was the sacrifice that was laid down for us. So there is no other sacrifice that can be given, that can be higher than the sacrifice of the Lamb of God. And so we are being urged, the best we can give is ourselves. And so when we are talking about, um, um, you know, committing ourselves or, you know, as living sacrifices, you see, number one, as you're saying, we have to be alive. And a living sacrifice is um, every day, every single day, every single day, as you go into the presence of God, you have to present yourself totally surrendered. Can you imagine a sacrifice on the altar? That animal could not move. 
that animal could not fight. That animal could not resist. So from my understanding is that when you present yourself as a living sacrifice, it is a point of total surrender. You are totally submitted to God. Totally given to God. So that he can do with you as he wills. So you have to be a living because every single day, you know that this flesh we are in. The Bible tells us we are in the flesh. We are in the flesh. And we are in the world. But we are not of the world. So every single day, 24 hours a day, we have to, you know, to remain committed and submitted to the will of God. Because, you know, the, 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 our flesh fights and resists. So there are all these things that we have to lay on the altar. Our desires, you know, the, our, the desires of the flesh, giving into the comfort of, you know, of um, the times that you're in and uh, resisting doing the will of God. So we are being urged, we are being urged to every single day to commit ourselves, to submit ourselves as living sacrifices unto God. As, you know, so that um, God is able to purify us, God is able to sanctify us, God is able to work through us. Because the reason God has called us and redeemed us from the power of darkness into his marvelous light is that he could use us to the glory and to the honor of his name and we are not able to do it when we are not you know we are not like that sacrifice we are not totally given to god yes. isn't uh, it yes exactly you know it they are said uh, the scripture here has told us that offering ourselves as a living sacrifice is one condition that will help us to test and to prove what god's will is and as we have started, as Christian, even personally, right now, I'm in a situation where I need the will of God. Yes. To know the will of God. Yes. You know, you are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are approached with a situation that there are many options that you can go. But you really want to know in which option is God in. Yes. So as Christians, we'll always find ourselves in these circumstances. But the writer of Romans is urging us that the first place, the first thing that will help you to learn that will of God is when you offer your body as a living sacrifice, when you offer yourself as a sacrifice. And then number two, he says, don't conform yes. to the pattern of this world. Yes. Because now that is when you are tempted by, like you are saying, by your fleshly desires. When you look at, this is the option that looks comfortable for me. This is the one that less effort for me. Yes. But as a child of God, you are asking yourself, where is God? Yes. And that is the path that Amen. you want to walk in. Yes. Ye yes. And you see, when we are talking about conforming to the patterns of this world, it is a good to know that, you know, the world, the world has its own pattern. It, it has its own way of doing things. And, uh, the, and uh, the kingdom of God is normally totally opposite, totally opposite to the worldly system, to the kingdom of God. And so when we are talking about the will of God, you will discover that the will of God is in most cases, you know, will tends to, to appear like it contradicts the worldly system. You know, like principles in the word of God says, give and it will come back to you. But the, in the world system, you are supposed to hold and, you, yeah, save. You are a banker. I like that. It is save. Keep for yourself, you know. And, uh, you know, the, in the kingdom of God, we are supposed to give, give, 
and it will come back to you. So we have patterns of this world, this part, this worldly system, yes. and uh, what you you will find out in most cases is that um, our flesh wants to conform to this worldly pattern. You know, the desire of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, yes. the lust of the flesh. You know, yes. the, you, your body, your physical, your flesh wants to conform to the worldly system. Yes. But we are being told, we are being urged, but do not be you know, but do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your mind has to be rewired. Yes. Your mind has to be reworked on again. There's a term they use about the engine. What do they call it? Like rewiring. There's something, there's, there's a word they, they use when they are talking about, you know, an engine that needs to be rewired. An overhaul. An overhaul, yes. yes. We need to have an overhaul. An overhaul of our mind and how do you renew that how is your mind renewed it is how is your mind renewed uh, as a child of God we renew our mind by the Word of God yes the more we are interacting with the Word of God yes. the more we become familiar with this God mm. and the more we become familiar with the way God wants us to do you know uh, when we are talking about God's will most of the time is difficult when Whatever you are looking for, has, it doesn't have a yes or no answer. Mm -hmm. You know, like when the Bible says, do not kill. Yes. So if you are presented by a situation to kill, you will not be asking God's will. What is God's will? Should I kill or not? Yes. It's obvious. Mm -hmm. But there are those situations that you find in yourself, in, in your life, that they don't have a yes or a no answer. Yes. For example, when somebody is looking for a partner to settle mm -hmm. with. Yes. You know, there is nowhere, there is no specific scripture that tells you, you will marry Wanjiko and not, uh, or you will marry, you will marry Lydia and yes. not Joyce. Mm -hmm. You know, you will be in a situation where Lydia is there, Joyce is there, Brian is there, Ken is there. But you need to know the will of God. Yes. Who does God want me to settle with? Yes. And that one will ask you, will cost you to renew your mind, yes. to renew your mind by the word of God. Mm. As you settle, as you refresh your mind with the word of God, yes. his will for your life begins to become clear. Yes. And he begins to speak to you so audibly that it's beyond any doubt that this is the way he wants you to walk. Amen. Yes. Amen. And, and I like that because um, when we are talking about transforming, renewing, rewiring, you know, our minds, what happens is that um, as you read the word of God, as you keep reading the word of God, as Joshua was told, meditate on this word day and night. Meditate on this word. What happens is that there is power in the word of God. There is power in the word of God. And the Bible says that all scripture is given, it is inspired, it is God inspired. It is the very breath of God. So when you keep taking in the breath of God, you know the word of God is to our spirits, what food is to our physical bodies. So when you're meditating on this word day and night, what happens is that this, this word has the power and the ability to transform the way you think. And so what happens is that every time a situation presents itself, consciously or unconsciously, you have been transforming your mind. So you are able to look at the situation and it is easy for you to tell the will of God, as you're saying. You already know that, you know, like um, somebody was, you know, you can't 
you are married man with with three children now you can't start thinking at it so now am i getting married no that is off the topic because you know you already know what to do and what not to do so it is good to know that god's will is always bigger than ours you cannot even begin to comprehend or to understand the will of God. I don't know why it is so difficult for us sometimes to trust God, the God who knew you even before you were conceived in um, in your mother's womb. And so I'd like us to look at another scripture. We are still focusing on the will of God and um, our subtopic right now is that God's will is greater than us. I'd like you to read for us um, that scripture from the book of Isaiah 55 verse 8 to 9. So I'm reading uh, Isaiah 55 verse 8 to 9 it says for my thoughts are not your thoughts neither are your ways my ways declares the Lord as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than yours and my thoughts than your thoughts glory be to God amen you know <laughs> I tell you we serve an amazing God an awesome God that he's trying to try and come down to our level to just try and show us how far off his thoughts and his ways are from us. And he's saying, as the heavens are high above the earth, you are very good in mathematics. You, you work in the bank. You, you, know, you have to be good in these things. But can you imagine, can you calculate how far the heavens are higher from the earth? That is just how far his thoughts. If there's any way of calculating, how far the heavens are. That is just how far his ways are. And how far his thoughts are. Far from ours. Even when we have thought it with all our IQ. The maximum level of our IQ. We have put into thinking concerning an issue. Still God's ways are higher than our ways. And I believe that's why the word of God is really encouraging us. To be submitted to God. To his will. Because at the end of the day. God has your best interests at heart. What would you add on to this? Uh, uh, Anna, I would say I'm already being blessed by the discussion yes. because I'm discovering that uh, two Christians could be facing a certain situation yes. and they need to know the will of God. But how faster sometimes, eh? you know, sometimes you go through the same place, the same condition for a very long time, yes. not knowing when to move, what to do. You're still seeking the will of God. But what I'm getting even from our discussion here is that the more you interact with the word of God, yes. the more you meditate on his word, it becomes easy. It becomes easier and faster yes. to know his will yes. when you are faced with that situation. Yes. Because like today, we are not the same like the way we began when we were just newly born babies, mm -hmm. where Peter says, as newborn babies desire the spiritual milk. But Paul now comes again and tells the Christian that you are now past the elementary teachings. No, You are now supposed to be chewing bones. So those, these are people that have interacted with the word of God that knowing the will of God at times will not take them, will not take them too long. And sometimes... Eh, the challenge is not uh, knowing the will of God, but deciding to move on with the will of God. Yes. That is when this scripture comes, says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Yes. Because at times, that will of God will not be that which you really wanted. 
Because like we are saying, at times we go to God, we already know what we want. And that's what we want him to say yes. But when he says no, just believe this scripture. Come back to this scripture and believe that his ways are not your ways. His thoughts are not your thoughts. And that, like you said, he has the best interest for you. That's what I'm getting from this, from this scripture. Amen. And before we just get in to go into a session of prayer, I'd like to just let you know that the fact that God has, you have perhaps surrendered yourself to the will of God and the outcome, perhaps it could be a court case and you have lost, you know, God did not come through for you in the way that you expected. You can, God's ways and his thoughts are way above ours. If you look at a person like Joseph, Joseph went into a pit, was thrown into a pit. Joseph went to prison, you know, and Joseph eventually went to a palace. So sometimes when you feel disappointed along the way and you feel like it seems like God has not answered your prayers, it seems like you're in a place where you feel defeated and like God has left you, God has not left you. If you have surrendered yourself to the will of God, God can turn around any situation for your good. When Joseph was in the pit, when he was in the prison, nobody would have thought that one day he would be in the palace. So it doesn't matter where you, what situation you are in right now. If you learn to surrender yourself to the will of God, nothing shall be impossible with our God. Our God specializes in turning circumstances that was meant for your downfall. Circumstances that present themselves as a stumbling block. God is able to transform that circumstance and turn it into a, a, into a, into a stepping stone. God is able to, to, to bring the best out of, to turn around a situation that was meant to bring you down. He can use that same situation to lift you up. So take heart, my brother and my sister. Learning to surrender yourself to the will of God it is, is a very profound thing because God can turn around whatever situation that is for your good. And so Solomon, I'd like you to just pray. Let's, let's pray concerning this, concerning somebody who is struggling between their will and, you know, just surrendering themselves, as we said, as living sacrifice, as a living sacrifice to God and just allowing God to have his way and uh, just help to ask God to help us to spend more time in his word because we have just read that we are transformed we are rewired by the renewing of our minds through the word of god amen let's believe together and call on god our father in heaven lord we want to thank you and we want to bless you because of an opportunity to come to you oh god father you have told us in your word that we call unto you you will answer us oh god and you will show us great and mighty things that we do not know oh god father this evening we are here together as brothers king of glory discussing and praying concerning your will in our lives jehovah father for many other times we find ourselves and we feel lost oh god we feel that we do not know what to do next oh king of glory someone is listening to us someone is watching us oh my father and he's in a valley of decision oh god he doesn't know whether to go right or to go left oh king of glory but father we are here as a children as a child goes to the father and to ask for 
for his need. Lord, we are here as your children, O oh God, acknowledging that we are we are your children, Heavenly Father, and that you are our Father, O oh God. We want to pray that, Father, our lives will be aligned to your will, O oh God. Father, we are praying for insight in that valley of indecision, O oh King of glory. Father, we are praying that you will give us clarity of vision, Heavenly Father. As you have said in your word, that your thoughts are higher than our thoughts, O oh God. That, Lord, your ways are higher than our ways, O God. And as heaven is far from the earth, so are your thoughts, O God. Father, we are praying today that we will learn to walk in that your will, O oh dear Father. As your children, O oh King of glory, we pray that we shall not walk by sight, Heavenly Father, but we will walk by faith, O oh God. We will follow you, Jehovah Father, because you know our destiny, my Father. Lord, because you know our future, O oh God. You say even before we were formed in our mother's womb, O oh God, you knew us, O oh King of glory. Father, even how we got ourselves into these situations, my Father. Lord, you know, O oh God. Father, Father, it could be an opportunity, oh dear Father. It could be a door, Jehovah, King of glory, that one is wondering to walk through which door, Jehovah, Father. But God, we are praying today that you will give us that grace, my Father even to dwell in your word, Jehovah God. The grace, my Father, to refresh our mind, O God, by your word, O King of glory. The inspiration of the Holy Word, O dear Father, in our hearts, O King of glory. It is what we are praying today, my Father, that God, you will give us and our listeners the grace to dwell in your word, O dear Father. The grace to be founded, the grace to be firm in your word, O King of glory. That, Father, we will know your perfect will, O God. You will, We will know your good will my father we will know you are pleasing will jehovah god because as your children we want to please you all the days of our lives my father lord we want to please you by the decisions that we make oh dear god father we do not want to walk our ways oh dear father we do not want to make our decision jehovah king of glory for our hearts are desperately wicked oh dear lord but when children but when we learn to wait upon you king of glory when we learn in your word, Jehovah Father, Lord, to, 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 to humble ourselves to you, King of glory, that God, you will guide us, Lord, that Father, you will direct us, my Father. Lord, we pray for that specific person, oh dear Lord, that is trusting you, my God, that you will cause them, my Father, to know, the, to know your will, my Father, and to walk in it, Jehovah God, the grace to obey you, even when it is difficult, oh God, even when it's against all odds, my Father, even when we can't see the end from the beginning oh God just like you commanded Abraham to live and to go to the country to the place that you will show him my father Lord we pray that we will have that faith of Abraham oh God the faith that just believes in you my father and the faith that believes in your word oh God for we see that the fathers of faith their lives were transformed oh God they had great destinies father because they learned to obey they learned to obey your will for their lives, O oh God. This is our prayer today, my Father, that God, we will not fight your will, O oh God. We will not fight your will for our lives, my Father. We will not walk in disobedience, O oh God, but we will humble ourselves, my Father, and walk in that will which is perfect, which is good, which is pleasing unto you, Heavenly Father. Dear Lord, we thank you and we bless you for you always hear us. In Jesus' name, we pray and believe. Amen. 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 
Thank you so much, Solomon. And um, I really feel I need to say this, that um, it's very important for us to know that uh, the will of God, you know, sometimes you have to make a decision, as you are saying, and you are, you are torn between maybe option A and B or making a specific choice. And one of the things I'd like you to note down is that the will of God will never contradict the word of God. It will never contradict the word of God. So the will of God, for example, if I may give an example, will never, you know, you, you can never, a man can never marry a man. You get? Yes. Yeah, so when you have to make a choice, you have to make a decision, you're praying concerning an issue, don't go and start praying, should I, and a man, should I marry another man? It can never be anything that contradicts the will of God. God has given us his word. One of the ways that we can quickly, quickly get to understand yes. what God's will is in a certain situation, in a certain circumstance, it is through the word of God. Yes. And so some, some instructions are already given there straight in the word. So some of those you don't have to pray over. It is very clear, like you are saying, should I steal or should I not steal? So for somebody who is struggling with a decision that they need to make, and they are wondering, so how do I know what the will of God is concerning this situation? Point number one you need to know is that the will of God will never contradict the word of God. Yes, exactly. You know when you say that, you are reminding me the the series that Bishop has been preaching yes. about the doors, yes. and that is uh, one of the things that he really emphasized uh, even on Sunday yes. that the will of God uh, will not contradict or the door. You know, he's teaching about the door yes. and an open door that contradicts the will of God. That is not the door that God would want you to go through. That yes. opportunity it may look appear very good, yes. but as much as it contradicts the word of God. And Bishop was telling us, like you're saying, 95% of the way God speaks to us is through his word. Yes. He may speak through dreams, through visions, through prophets, through other means, but that is left to a very small percentage. But the one that he does mostly, it will be through his word. So as children of God, we must learn to dwell in the word of God, mm. renewing our mind every now and then with the word of God. Then we'll be able to prove and to know the will of God. Amen. Yes. And, you know, the other thing is um, when you follow through with the will of God and the principles that God has given us, the most interesting thing is that um, God already connected that principle with a reward, with a consequence. Such that when he says, you know, sowing and reaping. So whatever you sow, you will reap. So when you activate that uh, principle in your life, you get to enjoy the benefit of it as well. And when you don't, even the reverse also is true. also true. Yes. So when you're saying when you sow, you will also reap. When you don't sow, you will also not, not reap. Yes. Yes. So we have every reason to want, to desire, to hunger, to just seek the will of God concerning every situation in our lives. Yes. And so now we like to continue just appreciating those of us who continue to just join us online. Thank you so much for tuning in. 
it is always a pleasure to have you um, join and um, participate by way of being our audience as we engage you can engage us send your prayer requests and uh, you know prayers of thanksgiving prayer requests concerning issues that you would like us to pray over and we'll pray over them so our next subtopic today is uh, surrendering our will to god surrender your will to god and to kick us off on, on this subtopic we are going to read um from the book of john chapter 5 and verse 30. john chapter 5 verse 30 and i'm reading from the new living translation and i read i can do nothing on my own i judge as god tells me therefore my judgment is just because i carry out the will of the one who sent me not my own will these are jesus's own words yes yes so here he is surrendering to the will of his father and you know can you imagine we are supposed to emulate christ as christians we are supposed to emulate christ and so jesus himself did the will of god he said the will of god so that gives us the guideline of how we are supposed to also to also live surrendered lives doing the will of god yes what i what i also get from here because jesus is our best example as the as the children of god and we need to understand that when he says that he can do nothing on his own uh when it came to the will of god he knew the will of god like we said yes. from the beginning mm. that he was sent here to come and die for the sins of the world but like we have discussed earlier and we have seen that most of the time that will of god will be contrary to your will because you are limited as a human so yes. jesus also he declares here that i carry out the will of the one who sent me so even us as children of God, we are not to insist always on our will. Because there are times you are fighting in between two things. Eh? And God has already made it clear what his will is. So Jesus is telling us here, as children of God, let us also live to carry out the will of God in our lives. To do that which pleases God in our lives. Not that which pleases us. Sometimes you want to do what pleases you. Maybe in my workplace, I want to do that which pleases my employer or that which pleases my boss. But sometimes it is not the will of God. There are times as children, you want to do that which pleases your parent. But at times it is not the will of God. So, so we, we, we are supposed to emulate Jesus and to carry out the will of God. The will, it means your parent, they have the will. Your employer, your boss, your husband, your wife, they could be having the will or advising you which way to take. But Jesus didn't take any from other sources. But he carried out the will of God. Yes, and as you're saying that, you know, I'm seeing the connection between doing, you know, the will of God and obedience. Yes. Because if you have to do the will of God, it means you have to obey. You have to exactly. be an obedient person. And um, I remember just some time as I was studying the word of God and I came to understand, it came to my attention that 
every every when when Jesus you know lived here on earth everything he did the people who benefited the people who were able to receive miracles signs and wonders they were able to tap onto this grace through obedience you know if you look at the miracles and you know he looks to to you know to a blind man and sees uh, to a lame man sorry and he says stand up take up your mat and walk so if that man would have continued sitting on the mat not standing up not taking up their mat and walking they would not have received their miracle exactly so the will of god and obedience they go hand in hand because yes. god is will not be willing to keep revealing to you and opening for you more doors if what he has already told you you are not doing if he yes. tells you stand up take up your mat walk you do exactly that and then once you have done that and you know i've discovered that even in my personal life the you know you can be able to look at your life and you can see there i did not wait for the will of god but you discover when you are able to do the will of god to walk in obedience it is so good the results are way beyond what you would have thought of and it gives you confidence the next time god gives you an instruction and you discover god now once you're able to obey that god is ready now to even do something else for you but in that place of disobedience in that place where you're not doing the will of god you are not surrendered you will stay there you will stay in that class if it is like a grade one class it's like a grade one class he cannot promote you to the next level until you are able to 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 learn that and it builds confidence in you even as a christian that once you are able to surrender your will to god at that level when you get to making another another decision and you go before god it is it becomes easier for you to surrender and to yield and to the will of God. So the will of God and obedience, they go hand in hand. God will not be willing to reveal his will to you if you're going to be disobedient. Yes. So Amen. It's, the, it's the same even for our father of faith, Abraham. Yes. It was, it, it, he had to obey God. Yes. For him to walk in the will of God, he, God told him to leave his people. You know, I, I believe if he consulted with his father, if he's consulted with his mother, they will not have allowed him to leave because no parent is willing their children to leave and to go to a country of unknown yes. where they don't know who will take care of them. Mm. But they decided to do the will of God. When he was to sacrifice Isaac, he woke up early in the morning yes. and left mm -hmm. because he had heard the voice of God. Mm -hmm. He knew what the will of God was and he had to act in obedience. So even for us, when we hear the will, the voice of God mm -hmm. through his word, then we have to take action in obedience to the word of God. Amen. Yes. In fact, now that we talk about that, you know, it reminds me, you know, this time when God is speaking to Abraham, and he takes him out and he tells him, look at the stars in the sky. And he looks at the stars and he tells him that if you can be able to number those stars, that is just how many your descendants will be. And the Bible says, and Abraham believed God. Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And um, to you that is there, I want you to know that you can believe God. You can walk in the will of God. Sometimes 
it may look like the promises or the will of God or that which God showed you is tiring. It's taking long. But in the fullness of time, God will make it beautiful for you. It's good to know that, um, you know, sometimes you have prayed to God, maybe it's concerning a spouse, maybe it's a young man or a young woman and they want to get married and you're praying and you, you have surrendered yourself to the will of God, you have read the word, you have fasted and it looks like it is taking long and all your age mates are getting married. It's good to know that God has a unique will concerning your life. Yes. Some may get married at 25 God will, God's will might be for you to get marriage at whatever age he chooses. Yes. But when we, we have said that his will is good, it is acceptable, and it is perfect. It is perfect for you. When God created you, there, was, there is a unique will concerning your life. So it is, it is wrong for us sometimes to look at others and tend to think God has forgotten us. I, you know, isn't it God's will for me? To live a life that looks like this or like that it's good for you to know that god has a unique will concerning your life that does not necessarily have to look like anybody else's because you are very unique he created you for a specific reason specific purpose at a specific time and so for you to be able to walk in in you know in the light of god along the path that he has set for your life you have to live a life where you're totally surrendered to his will. Yes. Uh, at this juncture, I want to also appreciate our online viewers. Thank you very much, Reverend Emily. You're there. You're saying waiting in expectation. I believe you are being blessed. Thank you, Marcy Wangare, for tuning in. We bless God for you, Faith Paris, James Nguru. We really appreciate Daniel, Daniel Kamere. Thank you very much. Uh, Nancy and Jerry and all others that have tuned in we really appreciate and we are praying that God will really bless you and minister to you even through our broadcast today yes so thank you so much we continue on our second subtopic of the day surrendering our will to God so we are going to read um, a scripture Solomon you'll read for us um, from the book of Job chapter 22 verse 21 to 22 Okay, I'm reading the book of Job, chapter 22, verse 21 to 22. Submit to God and be at peace with him. In this way, prosperity will come to you. Accept instruction from his mouth and lay up his word in your heart. I think I should read it again. Yes. It's very sweet. Submit to God and be at peace with him. In this way, prosperity will come to you. Accept instruction from his mouth and lay up his words in your heart. This scripture begins by telling us to submit to God. And you know in the book of, of James it tells us that, you know, submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And so here you are being told to submit to God and to be at peace with him. Be at peace with God. You know, when you are submitted, you you are just cool and calm. You are not fighting. You are not struggling with God. You are at peace with him. So, you know, if we want to walk in this, in the will of God, if we want to live a life that is surrendered to the will of God, you have to submit to him. You have to be at peace with him. You don't keep contending, struggling with God, 
jumping from the fire to the cooking pot, you know, in and out, but remaining submitted to God. And we are being told, and in this way, prosperity will come to you. Accept instructions from his mouth. This is the word of God, accepting the instruction of God, accepting the word of God, accepting the principles that are laid down for you. You know, and in that way, when you accept the instruction from his mouth and lay up his words in your heart, you are supposed to hide your heart, your, his word in your heart. His instructions should be in your heart. So that every time a situation come, rises up, you know, and it tends to, it tends to, to, it tends to struggle or to contend with the will of God. You have, you can quickly from the well of the wellspring of your heart, get a word that will give you strength and will help you overcome that situation. Yes. So, uh, for me, I'm seeing like, when we look at the children of Israelites, when, uh, when they left Egypt and God walked with them, when they came and saw the nations, they decided to desire to be like the nations. Yes. And one thing they really contended with is that they wanted to have a king just like the other nations. Yes. You know where we are saying, do not conform to the patterns of this world. Yes. But them, they had that urge and that desire to conform to the patterns of the world. Yes. The other nations, they have a king. We also want to have a king, you know? And they kept on disturbing the servant of God. We want to have a king, yes. you know? And uh, God finally allowed them to have their way. Just like we are going to see that even in our lives, when God has given us his will, but we keep on insisting our will, yes. God will let you have mm -hmm. your way, whatever you want it to be but you will be doing it at a cost. Yes. Cost of what? What we are seeing here is that when you submit to God, you will be at peace. Yes. So when you decide to walk in your will mm -hmm. and God lets you go, you will find yourself without peace. Yes. You will find yourself with sleepless night. Yes. You will find yourself in turmoil, in problems. Yes. You will find prosperity nowhere mm -hmm. because he's saying when we submit, yes. we'll be at peace with him. Mm -hmm. We will... Uh, in this way, prosperity will come to us. Yes. But when we do the contrary, so the children of Israelite, they insisted on having a king, and God permitted them to have a king. But he told them, if you want to have a king, this and this and this is what is going to happen to you. Yes. And exactly it happened to them. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we are walking in that we will we'll probably call the permissive will of God. Not the perfect, not the good will of yes. God, yes. but the permissive. Just because you really insisted, yeah. you know, you want to have your way mm -hmm. and God allowed, but you lack peace. Mm -hmm. You will lack prosperity. Mm -hmm. So as children of God, we are learning today, let's learn to walk in his will, to accept the instructions from his mouth. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. And Amen. so just um, one more scripture I'd like us to read is from the book of Matthew, chapter 11, verse 29. Matthew eleven twenty-nine. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. Taking up the yoke. He's telling us, the word of God is telling us to take up his yoke. Let me teach you. He wants to teach us. He's saying, because I am humble and gentle at heart, 
and you will find rest for your souls. And you know, um, it is not very common to, to see a yoke nowadays, but you know, a yoke is this wooden um, a harness that would be used to, to, to harness or to join together two ox, ox, oxen, basically, as they plowed as they pulled heavy loads. I think um, what we're able to see nowadays mostly is donkeys. We have donkeys in, in our towns, yeah, in quite a number of our towns. So sometimes they have this yoke. That is what we're calling the yoke. And so we are being told that um, uh, G Jesus is saying that his yoke is light. When we take up his yoke, we're able to learn from him. He's saying he's gentle and lowly in heart. And that we will find rest for our souls. What What do you understand by this yoke? Yes, when uh, he's saying take my yoke. When When I listen, when I read this scripture, I'm hearing also words from a servant of God who says, "In life, you choose two pains." And he says, "You either take the pain of discipline, or you take the pain of regret." Mm -hmm. So when we decide to walk in our will and not the will of God, the end will be regret. Because you will say, I wish I had taken the will of God. I wish I had taken the path of God. But by that time, you will be having pain because of regret. Yes. But this other pain is the pain of discipline. Yes. When you decide, I'm going to obey God, as much as it looks difficult. Mm -hmm. An example is uh, Jonah. Mm -hmm. God tells him he should go to Nineveh, mm -hmm. and he gives him a message for his people. Yes. But Jonah struggles with the will of God. Yes. He, and finally he decides, I am not going to Nineveh. Yes. I'm going to Tarshish. Yes. And he takes even the ship to go to Tarshish. Yes. Pays the transport yes. and everything. Mm. But like uh, the book of Job has told us, you will have no peace yes. when you decide to take your will, when you decide to take your way. Yes. So even in the ship, there was no peace. Mm -hmm. There was no calmness. Yes. There was no prosperity. Mm -hmm. Because there was this one man who was deciding, who was pushing for his will. Yes. I don't know what he had seen in Tarshish. Mm -hmm. Probably it was a nice city than Nineveh. Yes. You know, he says uh, Nineveh was a small city mm -hmm. with a few number of people. Probably he looked and Tarshish was awesome, was great. And he decided to move that mm -hmm. way. But he decided to take that way because the yoke looked lighter yes. but god is saying his yoke is always the light his the, the way of the lord is always the best so when he says take my yoke he's simply telling us my will it will not be really nice for you from the face but it is the best for you that's what i get amen so i'd like us to take this opportunity to just pray and when we are talking about um, this yoke and the burdens that God wants. He wants you to let go of the burdens that you're carrying. The yoke that you're carrying. The yoke that you're dragging with you. The burden of sin. The of unforgiveness. The burden, the burden of, of pride. God wants you to let go of that. His yoke is light. He wants you to be yoked to love. God wants you to walk for you to walk in love and he has promised us rest the rest that jesus promises is love it is healing it is peace for our souls and so at this point i'd like us to just go before god in prayer 
and perhaps you're there and uh, you are struggling with surrendering yourself to the will of God. And so, Almighty and everlasting Father, we come before you this evening yet again. Thank you, Father, because you are a good and a loving Father, a God who has a good plan concerning our lives, a plan to prosper us, a plan to give us a future, a plan to give us a hope, a plan to give us an expected end, oh God. Father, I thank you for each and every one of us, oh God, today. And how we pray that, Lord, you would help us to walk in your ways, oh God, to follow you, oh God, to give in to your will, Father. Father, to resist the devil, to submit ourselves to you, God. Father, because when you submit ourselves to you, oh God, you are able to lead us, you are able to guide us into this very good plan that you have concerning our, our lives. Father, may you enlighten the eyes of our understanding, oh God, that we may know what your will is concerning situations and circumstances in our lives. Thank you, Father, because even where we have gone our own way, oh God, like Jonah did, Father, we know that you are God who is able to make a way where there seems to be no way, Father. Even as Jonah was thrown into the sea, the word of God tells us that you have prepared a big fish to swallow him, Father. And even when he called unto you, when he was in the belly of that fish, my God, you were able to answer him, Father. And you were able to cause that fish to vomit him, Father, out onto dry land. Father, I commit every man, every Every woman, Lord, that is hearing this um, this service today, that is tuned into this service today, Father, who may have diverted and gone astray in the totally opposite direction, Father, and they are finding themselves in situations and circumstances, oh God, that look like they are impossible. Situations and circumstances, Father, where they are regretting why they did not take your instruction, why they did not walk in your will. Father, we know that you are a God of that is well able father we are calling unto you father no matter how deep oh God they are in whatever situation or circumstance they are in oh God could it could be in sin father somebody who gave up on you God and decided to go back to the world we are calling them forth back into the kingdom of light in the name of Jesus we are declaring oh God that you are God that has the power to break every yoke oh God father we are praying for a separation, Father, from any evil, any evil connection, Abba, Father, oh God relationships father that have led men and women astray from your will and from your purpose oh God we are disconnecting every man every woman today in the name of Jesus them that are totally looking up to you father crying out to you like Jonah did in the belly of the fish Lord we are crying out to you on their behalf we thank you father because we know that your ways are not like our ways oh God you are able to turn around that situation oh God that situation that the enemy intended for evil. We are declaring a turning around in the realm of the spirit today in the name of Jesus. We are declaring that we shall walk in submission to the word of God. We are declaring that Jehovah King of glory, you will help us, you will enable us to be willing and to be obedient because your word says that when we are willing and obedient, we shall eat the good of the land. Father, thank you for them that you are setting loose God 
from any any bondage oh god from any enslavement of the enemy father oh god we are declaring freedom we are declaring liberty we are declaring that men and women are coming to the knowledge of truth in the name of jesus father we are surrendering ourselves to you god no longer shall we walk in contention with your will father hold our hand as your word tells us father that your word oh god is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path father help us god to walk in your word let your light illuminate our path in the name of jesus hold our hand oh god and make our way father to every man to every woman oh god that is hearing this today you are there and you need to make a decision commit your plans commit your ways unto the lord and he will make your way prosperous it be willing and obedient to do what the will of God reveals to you and you will your way will be prosperous in the name of Jesus Christ we want to pray for somebody who is saying that they want to pray for their sister Jane to believe in the word of God that sometimes she doubts that there is God father we are committing Jane to you God father your word is alive and it is active my God we are praying that the God of this world who have blinded her eyes who have blinded her heart oh God father we are praying that you will send your light we are praying for men and women God who will share this word this word that is powerful this word that is sharper than any double-edged sword we are declaring that it will pierce the very heart of jane the light of god will penetrate her mind she will know beyond any reasonable doubt we are praying for a divine encounter an encounter father that will transform her life that indeed she will say that there is a god father reveal yourself to her we pray for men and women who will continue uplifting her in prayer, standing with her, sharing your word. But above everything else, the Holy Spirit of the living God, may you send your light to Jane, wherever she is, in the name of Jesus Christ. We are also giving thanks for, for a family's healing here somebody is sending a request that we give thanks for their family's healing that um this somebody who wants peace in an issue that has been giving them sleepless nights and to make a way for them in this issue father in the name of jesus christ you are a god who never sleeps you are a god who never slumbers you are God alone and there is nothing that is impossible to you God. Father we are committing this issue concerning this dear one to you Father. Whatever it is, nothing is impossible with God. You are God who specializes in turning impossibilities into possibilities Jehovah. Father we pray for divine intervention concerning this issue in the name of Jesus Christ. Father send your light oh God we pray that you will give him or her peace father that she will sleep oh god because your word says that you give your beloved sleep we are declaring that she will sleep in she will sleep peacefully god totally surrendering this issue to you father and knowing that you are in control in the name of jesus even as we give thanks for her family's healing god thank you father because indeed you are rafa you who heals our sicknesses and diseases we give you praise we give you glory and we give you honor in jesus mighty name we do pray and give thanks amen amen amen, amen. amen. 
we thank God because he hears and he answers our prayers. And so yes. our next subtopic um, will be, is um, concerning, still on the topic about the will of God, our next subtopic is seeking counsel in humility. Yes. So Solomon, you will read for us First um, Kings chapter 12 from verse 8 to 15. I'm reading First Kings chapter 12, verse 8 to 15. But Rehoboam rejected the advice the elders gave him and consulted the young men who had grown up with him and were serving him. He asked them, what is your advice? How should we answer these people who say to me, lighten the yoke your father put upon us? Verse 10, the young men who had grown up with him replied, these people have said to you, your father put a heavy yoke on us, but make our yoke lighter. Now tell them, my little finger is thicker than my father's waist. My father laid on you a heavy yoke. I will make it even heavier. My father scorched you with whips. I will scourge you with scorpions. Verse 12. Three days later, Jeroboam and all the people returned to Rehoboam. As the king had said, come back to me in three days. The king answered the people harshly, rejecting the advice given him by the elders. He followed the advice of the young men and said, my father made your yoke heavy. I will make it even heavier. My father scourged you with whips. I will scourge you with scorpion. So the king did not listen to the people for this turn. For this turn of event was from the Lord to fulfill the word of the Lord the word the Lord had spoken to Jeroboam, son of Nebat, through Ahijah the Shilonite. Mm -hmm. And so we look at another aspect of um, the will of God. And one other way that you can know the will of God is seeking counsel. Seeking godly counsel, you know. And we are supposed to do this in humility. One of the ways, you know, we've said that God can reveal to us his will through his word. God can reveal his will through prayer. God can also reveal his will concerning a particular situation through wise counsel. And so that is why we know, um, like um, in church or wherever you fellowship, there is authority. There's those who you consider as your spiritual authority. And so sometimes when you have to make a decision, perhaps you have explored the avenue of the word of God and um, prayer, and you want to seek counsel. So it is in order that you seek counsel, godly counsel. Let me be specific. It is good to seek godly counsel. And uh, we are supposed to do this in humility. So here we are seeing Rehoboam. Uh, and uh, Rehoboam, the son of Solomon. And he is he, seeking counsel concerning an issue. And the most interesting thing is that the first move that he makes is a good move. Because he goes to the elders. Yes. He goes to the elders and he seeks counsel. But then again, as you're reading that scripture, you realize immediately he's given the advice in verse 6, you know, in verse, um, yes, it's in verse 6, where he says, where it says that he consulted with the elders who served and advised his father. Solomon, that is just like two verses before we get to verse, um, our very first verse, verse 8. So he has consulted the elders. 
And immediately he consults him. He consults them. Verse 8. But Rehoboam rejected the advice the elders gave him and consulted the young men with, with, who had grown up with him and were serving him. Immediately he's given the advice. He rejects it. And isn't this very familiar that sometimes you are going to seek counsel, but because it is not what you want to hear, you yes. go and look for, you are shopping, you are shopping for advice. But because the advice, the counsel that your bishop or the man of God or that elder has given you does not sound like it is appealing. So you go, can you imagine he goes to his age mates, you know, his buddies, the people he was growing up with. And the word of God says they were now serving him. Yes. He has moved from the elders. He's going to those who are serving him. Then what happens next? So, so I, I can see that the people he's going to, to, there are people who can, who will only see the situation the way he can see it. Yes. You know why you're saying we seek uh, godly counsel? And like we started by saying, it becomes easier to know the will of God when we learn to interact with the word of God. Yes. So there are those people that have gone ahead of us in, in, their, in their way of relationship with God. Yes. That is why we have our spiritual authorities. We have pastors, we have bishops, we have men of God. We have men of wisdom that we can go and consult. Actually, in the world, in the world eh, there are people who are called consultants yes. because there are people who have experience, yes. who have knowledge mm -hmm. in those things. So it's the same thing here that he had received wisdom from elders. Yes. You know, with my few years eh, on, on earth, Anne, one day uh, recently, actually, I was telling, my, I was telling uh, <clears throat> a couple, I used to stay with them when I was a very young man after high school. Uh -huh. And at some point, I was nagging to them. But that time, I couldn't think I was nagging. You know, they tell you, tomorrow, I want us to go here. But you know, you are in that age, uh, you are a teenage now, you feel, I must not go where they are saying we go. You know, you don't have a very good reason why you don't want to go where they are going. But just the fact that you don't feel like... So now, I find myself on the other side, where I have uh, teenagers, teenagers around me, yes. you know, and you are telling them, today we want to do this. So, the, the couple actually, they really laughed when I told them that. It's because, like... Rehoboam here, he is deciding to seek counsel to people who can see the situation like just like him. But when we decide to seek counsel, we are going to someone who is experienced in the ways of God, yes. who is, is experienced in the word of God. So he can see that situation in the eyes of God and better than you. Yes. And so you are able to walk in that way and have victory and have peace and have prosperity yes. just like God has, uh, has uh, promised us in his word. Amen. Amen. You know, when we are looking at this advice that Rehoboam re rejected, you know, the advice that the elders had given him would have enabled him to relate better with the people. You know, it would have showed, if it have showed kindness and a servant's heart to the people, they would love and serve him forever. This was good advice. But yet he goes to them with harsh words. And we know that, as we were saying, that even, you know, like biblical principles have consequences attached to them. So does his word. So does his will. So, you know, and we see what eventually happened to, you know, to the Thank kingdom. Yes. Yeah. You know, it ended up um, splitting. People ended up rejecting, you know, they, they were, the, the kingdom ended up splitting. Yes. Yes. 
which was not the will of God. And like you are saying, most of the time we want to reject that counsel that does not resonate with what we really wanted. Yes. That's why we are saying, when you are going to seek this counsel, you don't have a, a preset mind that this is how it is going to be. Remember, there is also a king in Israel who wanted to go in battle. And he asked the prophets, uh, his prophets, whether he should go in battle. And all the prophet told him, go and you are going to win. You'll go, you're going to have victory. Yes. But he wanted to go into this battle with another king. The other king asked him, is there no other prophet in the land yes. that we can consult? Mm -hmm. He said, there is one, but that one, that one does not love me. Mm -hmm. I know when we go, he will have a contrary. contrary. Eh, to what my, all my prophets have said here, I'm going to win the battle. And for sure, he told me, if you go, you will not come back. Yes. And that is exactly what happened mm -hmm. to the king. When he won, he was killed in the battle. So sometimes we go for counsel, but we go with a preset mind. Yes. But when we are going for wise counsel, mm -hmm. We need to go with an open mind, with humility. Actually, that's what we are saying here. Yes. We need to go with humility mm -hmm. and take that godly counsel with humility. And the moment you carry out the, God, the godly counsel, mm -hmm. you will find peace and you will find prosperity. Amen. Yes. You know, you're saying that and you're reminding me of King David. King David who was mighty in battle. Yes. And he has gone and he has fought. And he has won and he's going home. They are going, he's going home with his soldiers and his army. And they discover, wait a minute, their, their camp, everything was gone. Their yes. wives, their animals. Can you imagine that this man, the Bible says he cried until he could cry no more. He wept until he could weep no more. No more tears. And so at that point, he was able to humble himself. And to go before God. He knew he was good in battle. He yes. had never lost any battle. Yes. He had, would have decided, wait a minute. Let's pursue these people. They will know who we are. Yes. But he humbled himself. And he went before God. Mm. And he asked God, shall I pursue? Yes. Shall I pursue? If I pursue, shall I recover? Shall I recover? Yes. And God responds. And he mm. tells him, pursue. Yes. And you will surely recover all. all so david did not go in pride as the yes. one who has never lost any battle as the one who had just come from victory you know when you've won a you have won a but you have overcome something you know you can really feel like nothing else can ever take you down but this king went to the feet of jesus yes. and to the feet of god and he inquired of the lord so it doesn't matter how many victories you've had in the past when you have to make a decision, when you have uh, to, when a, a new circumstance comes, comes and f faces you, don't use um, uh, the weaponry that you used previously. It might not necessarily work for you in the specific battle that you're in. So it is good. That is why we are supposed to be living sacrifices, as we said. Yes. And we are supposed to be totally surrendered to God, and we should be ready, willing to do the will of God. So at this point, uh, I'd like us to just appreciate uh, those people who are still tuned in, still joining us. I'd like to take this opportunity to just thank you, Brian Moradlimi, I see you, uh, Daniel Kamere, Judy Kagure Ligaga, we see you, James Nderito, Margaret Nyambura Ndegwa, Peter Cairo, thank you so much. 
Faith Paris, God bless you, Catherine Karungaru. Uh, we'd like to appreciate all of you. So I'd like you, Solomon, to pray for each and every one of us who could be going through a difficult situation in this time and season in our lives. Amen. Amen. Let's believe and pray. Our Father, once again, we want to thank you, O God. We want to give you glory. We want to give you honor, Father for continuing to speak to our hearts, O King of glory, for continuing to minister to us, O dear Father, for as we surrender ourselves to you, O God, Father, you speak, you put peace in our hearts, O King of glory. Father, we are learning in your word that when we choose your way, we shall have prosperity, O God, that when we choose your way, we shall have peace, O King of glory. And we want to pray, my Father, regarding anyone king of glory watching this broadcast my father lord anyone in our midst oh king of glory father who is trusting you for wisdom on which way to go my father who is trusting you my father for direction oh dear father who is trusting you my god for your voice oh king of glory on what action to take my father every day god we are faced with situation my father that we do not know where to go my father we do not know what what to do, King of glory. But as your children, Father, we are coming once again to you, Lord, because you are our Father, O God, because you hear us, O my Father, because you are our God, O dear Father. We are praying, King of glory, that you will make it clear, dear Father, your way that we may walk in it, Jehovah God. You have said that we go back to the crossroads, dear Lord, and ask for your way, Jehovah, that we may walk in it, O dear Lord. I want to pray for our sister, for our brother, O God, that is trusting in you, my Father, to guide them, Jehovah, in that difficult situation they are going through, my Father, that they don't know what to do, my Father. Oh God, as by your word we pray, that you will give them direction, my Father. Lord, you will give them divine insight, Jehovah God. In the name of Jesus Christ, oh God, we pray against taking wrong decision, my Father. We pray against take, making wrong choices, Jehovah Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, oh God, for you have said you have chosen before, you have put before us life and death, but you have said for us we choose life that we may live, oh dear God. I pray heavenly Father that whoever is having that, that situation my Lord, that he will find the peace of heart, O oh God, when they choose your way, my Redeemer, Father, that when you make it clear for them, O oh God, they will find joy in obeying you, O oh God. They will be glad, Heavenly Father. Prosperity will come their way. Blessing will come their way. Healing will come their way. Restoration will come their way. As they walk in obedience to your word, O oh dear Father, they will find blessings in their life, O oh dear God. We thank you, Heavenly Father, because you are a God that knows us, O God, and a God that knows the end from the beginning, O King of glory. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for you are the Lord, our shepherd, O God, and you will guide us, O God. You make us lie down in green pastures, O Lord. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We bless you. We rely on you, O God. We rely on you, my Father. We trust in you, King of glory. As Abraham believed and his quest was created to him as righteousness, O Lord, Father, we are saying today, be it unto us according to your word. In that difficult moment, O God, in that difficult situation, my Father, in that trying moment, O God, be it unto us, O Lord, according to your word, Heavenly Father. Father, we give you glory. We give you praise, O Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed and believed. Amen. 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 We thank God. Um, 
and we com let's just um, for a few minutes just commit those who are sick, those who are mourning at this time. So mighty and everlasting Father, we just want to pray over ev anyone, oh God, who is hearing us today and is unwell or who has a patient, Abba Father. And uh, even as we stand in the gap concerning their lives, Father, we thank you because you have power over every sickness and you have power over every disease. Father, your word tells us that by your very stripes, we are healed. Father, we send your word of, your word of healing to them, oh God. Be they in hospital beds, oh God. Be they, be they recovering at home, Jehovah King of glory. Father, we continue to commit them to you, Jehovah God. We thank you even for those that you have already healed, God. In thanksgiving we come for those, oh God, who are already healed. We are committing them to you, Father, like that girl, Aria, Lord. We are committing her to you, Father. And even for the next process in her treatment, Lord, we are committing her to you, O King of glory. And we are declaring that victory belongs to you, Father. She will go into the hospital, undergo the process, and go back home safely. Because we are committing her into your hands. And there is nothing that you cannot do, O God. Father, to them that are going through difficult circumstances in the times that we are living in, O God. How we pray for wisdom, Father, to navigate the waters in, this season, in the seasons of life, O God. In these time, trying times that we are living in, O God. Your word says that the sons of Issachar, they had an understanding of the time and the season that they were living in, O God. And they knew what they ought to do. Father, to every man, to every woman that is struggling with a decision that they need to make. We are praying that the perfect, the wisdom of God will prevail over their minds and their heart in the name of Jesus Christ. The wisdom that was upon the sons of Issachar is what we are praying over their lives today in the name of Jesus. They will understand the times and the seasons and they will know what they ought to do in such a time as this, O God. Because you are the source of all wisdom. The God who gives wisdom freely without any reproach. Father, we pray that you will open and enlighten the eyes of the understanding. That they will know, O God, what the will of the Lord is, O God. Your word tells us, Father, to walk ye circumspectly, not as, uh, not as foolish, but as wise, O God. Not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the times for the days that we are living in are evil. We are praying that, God, we will know what your will is, O God, in the times and the seasons that we are in, O God. For the days that we are living in are evil days. But, Father, we thank you because you've made a way of escape for us. You will give us the wisdom, Father, to know how to live, what to do at such a time as this, Father, that all glory and all honor may come to your name. Father, we are giving you praise and thanksgiving. In victory, we come, we, we in victory, Father, oh Lord, we declare that we are coming out triumphantly out of this season, oh God, because you are giving us wisdom about Father, the wisdom of God, to know what to do in the times that we are living in. We give you praise, we give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we do pray and give thanks. Amen. 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 Yes. And so now, finally, we come to, you know, another session where we are just concluding our concluding remarks, Solomon. So tell us, what is your take home? Wow. Like I told you, uh, take home in the bank. <laughs> yeah? It's a language that every banker would understand. Because uh, when you are 
uh, you are dealing with a client and it's about a credit facility, the most important thing they want to hear from you is what will be their take home. Meaning, what will they find in their account? Money. Yes, yes once mm -hmm. the transaction is done, what will I find in the account? So for me, I will say it has been a very good uh, interaction, very good topic. Through the scriptures that we have learned, I have uh, been blessed. And the one that has caught my heart is the one in Job that I said, we submit to God and we will be at peace and prosperity will come to us because I find peace to be, a, to be very expensive. Actually, it's priceless. Yes. If it was in Naiva supermarket, I don't know how many people would have queued there to go and buy peace. Yes. If people heard that peace is found in uh, Mount Elgon, we will all of us be running to Mount Elgon because there are times we lack peace. Mm -hmm. Like someone was saying, they are having sleepless night. Yes. But God is telling us here, let's submit to him and we will find that peace and prosperity that people are looking from all over, yes. the Bible has says it will come to us. So Amen. for me, that is my take home. As I submit to God, I'm assured I will have peace and prosperity will look for me. Amen. 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 So thank you. Today we have been discussing the topic um, about doing the will of God. You know, just what is the will of God concerning our lives. And we just want to thank all of you who are here, who have tuned in. Um, we'd like to appreciate Nancy and Marty who are watching us from California, from the USA. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in. It is indeed a, a pleasure to have you join us in this broadcast. And, um, you know, as we go home and uh, as we wind up today, You've talked about the take home for bankers. But for us as Christians, we need to know that doing the will of God, when we do the will of God, when we do that which is willing, what God wills for us in our lives, it is accounted to us in heaven. We will enjoy the benefits of doing the will of God, not just here on earth, but even in heaven. There is a crown that awaits us in heaven. When we live lives that are yielded to God, willing to do his will. So thank you so much. Remember to join us every Wednesday from 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. every Wednesday evening. We are, we are right here um, for this midweek service, the reverse call. And every Sunday at 11 a.m., you're welcome for our in-person service at the Living Faith Ministries. Thank you so much. God bless you. It's been a pleasure having you. Amen. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.